Blog Talk Radio. Hello there and welcome to the Michael Calderon Show. We're so glad that you could join us. And it is Friday. I can't believe it. It is Friday, July 19th, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, if you're on the eastern part of the United States. I have uh, my guest co-host, Vanessa Reyes, with me. Vanessa, how are you doing this evening? Hey, Michael. Thanks for having me. I'm doing really well. Excited to hear what today's guest has to say. Absolutely. And, and you know, you were a guest a few weeks ago, and then you got you got roped into to being a guest co-host today. I, I you see how that works? Host, yes. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> yes, I am too. And and uh and our guest is is in studio. So, um let me let me tell you a little bit about her before we before we connect her. Um Nicolette Jennings is our current Miss Florida USA 2019. Uh, she graduated cum laude from the University of Florida in four years with a B.S. degree in telecommunications and an outside concentration in sports management. While attending the University of Florida, she worked as a sports reporter and sports anchor at WUFT, a student run on campus news station, and a sports coordinator for ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. She was Vice President of Membership and President at Zeta Tau Alpha. This past fall, Nicolette intended, uh, interned rather, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in charge of producing live shows for social media outlets. Uh, she also did some video stories about players, and um, she's currently working towards her master's degree in sports management at Texas A&M University. And uh, once she has graduated with her master's degree, Nicolette wants to work for a professional sports team as a team reporter. Nicolette's ultimate career goal is to be a sideline reporter for a major sports network. When she's not studying for school, watching, or playing sports, Nicolette enjoys relaxing on the beach, working out, and volunteering. Some of the charities for whom she enjoys volunteering are the Claudia Meyer Foundation, Women with Purpose, Bright Pink, Children's Miracle Network, Operation Gratitude, Our Military Kids, and Junior Achievement. So that's a pretty well-rounded background, wouldn't you say, Vanessa? That's an impressive resume, really. It is. It is. And and, and I think, you know, there's going to be some synergy between the two of you because, of course, uh, you are a uh, journalist who, who worked for many years with the Miami Herald and Sun Sentinel and and other outlets now uh, rejoining the mainstream. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I think there's going to be some great, some great synergy. So, so let's bring her on. Um, Nicolette, how are yes, you? Yes, I'm great. How are you doing? All right. Are thank you, you so much for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you making, uh, you know, the necessary adjustments in your busy schedule. I know you travel <laughs> a lot. Yes, I have been recently. And hi. and I guess that that. Co- sorry. I'm sorry. Hi. I wanted to say hi to her as well. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Vanessa. Hey, nice nice talking to you. Even though it's I can't see you in person, but <laughs> I'm very excited to hear what you have to say. Your experience. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so um so Nicolette, you have been our reigning 
Miss Florida USA 2019 since when? Since January 19th. Okay. Yeah. All right. And um, was this your first uh, beauty pageant, or had you been in others? It was not my first one. It was um, my fourth time competing, actually, for Miss Florida USA. And then um, I was actually born and raised in Maryland. So my um, senior year of high school, I decided to do something really out of the box for me and decided to compete for Miss Maryland Teen USA. Uh, I placed first or second runner up that year, my first pageant ever. Um, and then I decided uh, I was going to the University of Florida and was like, you know, let's let's try again. Competed at Miss Maryland Teen USA again as a freshman in college and placed first runner-up. So then I aged out and um, randomly just decided to compete uh, at the Miss University of Florida pageant, which is a Miss America prelim pageant, because I thought it was so cool that the, the Miss, the winner, got to be in the homecoming parade the next year. So I was like, oh, this would be so much fun. And um, right. I didn't win that. But there was someone in the audience who was um, – a director for the Miss Gainesville USA preliminary pageant. And after the Miss University of Florida pageant was over, I think the next day, maybe she messaged me on Facebook and was like, I think you would be amazing um, at, at representing Gainesville for Miss Florida USA. You know, think about, uh, think about coming out and competing in like two weeks for Miss Gainesville USA. And I was like, okay, you know, why not? Let's, let's try it again. And um, that's, that's where my, I got my start in Florida. Wow. Yeah. Well, congratulations to you on on your many accomplishments. And um, you are the fourth uh, beauty queen, if, if, uh, if that's an appropriate title um, to, to, to be on the show. So we've had uh, Abby Curran, who was uh, Miss Iowa USA 2008, who, uh, I don't know if you know her story, but she is the first beauty pageant contestant and winner with cerebral palsy. Oh wow! And, uh, yeah, uh, just an an amazing woman, and uh, and started the Miss You Can Do It pageant, which is for young ladies with disabilities. That's so um, yes, and uh, and then we had Miss California 2013, which was Crystal mm-hmm. Lee, who had mm-hmm. also been the first runner-up to Miss America. And uh, we had Patricia Stark, who is actually a media professional and news commentator, um, often seen on different different major networks, um, who had been Miss New York uh, sometime, I believe, in the 80s. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, so that's, that's been quite, quite, the, uh, quite the list thus far. <laughs> and I want to thank you once again, you know, for coming on. And, and I guess, um, do we want to get into a quick summary of the difference between the USA brand and the other brand? I was actually curious, what was her, what is your thoughts on that term beauty pageant? Cause I hear some women are not crazy about it. They, they view it differently. Do you have any thoughts on that term beauty pageant? I think, you know, beauty pageant is more of a historical term, and today's pageants are really um, seen as an empowering movement for young women. And I think a lot of people, when they hear the term beauty pageant, they're like, oh, it's just about their looks. When in reality, pageants, I mean, 
I feel like at any age, pageants are really celebrating the accomplishments in your own life, whether you broadcast those accomplishments or, or you don't. And I think that's something that getting to know a lot of the Miss USA girls during Miss USA, you really got to see how many accomplished women there are. And that was a time for us to come together and, and celebrate each other. And so for me, I don't, I'm, I don't get offended at all by the term beauty pageant because, mm-hmm. like I said, I see it more as a historical term. And mm-hmm. I really love when people ask me because I get to tell them what it's really like. Everyone's just, you know, and a lot of people don't know the inside scoop of how much training it takes, how much courage yeah. and confidence that you have to learn to have yourself. And so I, I love it. I think it's, I right. think, you know, we still continue to call it a beauty pageant because, that's what history has said it is, and and it's also an educational. Path. I mean, the, the truth is, there's many beautiful women everywhere. I live in right. Miami. Miami, there's a lot of beautiful women, but it takes a certain type of woman to be in these pageants, and they're very put together. I mean, it's live. It's filmed live, I think, right? It's in front of an audience and everything. So it's yes. these women have self confidence, smart, and it's a whole package. Yeah. So it's more than just beauty. Absolutely. Yeah, and and that's that's always been something that I've always wanted to highlight on this show is that you know each each of the um, I was going to say each of the contestants each of the guests that have come on that have that have been from you know from a beauty pageant um, you know are all college graduates graduates are all professionals you know and. And that's really what it's about. It's about, you know, the accomplishments. Of course, you know, there is the the physical beauty as well, but it's about the accomplishments, their intelligence, and also their determination Mm -hmm. and discipline, the discipline. I mean, you you tell us, Nicolette, about the discipline that you have to have not only in your your lifestyle, but even, uh, even on your schedule. Yes, there's definitely, it it definitely, um, I I think it prepares you for the real world, as I call it, and it helps you, um, I mean, for me, I started when I was a senior in high school, so going through college, I was constantly, you know, when I put my class schedule together, I was like, okay, if I'm competing this year, can I handle these classes during this semester when training gets tough, and so it takes a lot of preparation but it also, you know, like you said, the determination and the motivation is something that is almost out of this world because we all have this dream. We all have the dream of becoming Miss USA, and there's only 51 girls who get to attempt that, that uh, goal every single year. So I think for me personally, I really had to um, – like for me, school has always been so important and, you know, working towards my career has always been the number one thing. And then I also was like, okay, now I have this new goal of, of becoming Miss USA. And so how am I going to incorporate that in my life? And you definitely, time management is huge when you go into the pageant world. And, and I think just being able to, um, be, being able to sacrifice some things in your life Mm -hmm. because you know, that ultimately your end result is going to put you on another level in your own personal life and your, your career. And for me, competing was always about 
getting that next step closer towards my career. I get to practice talking in front of people. I get to practice um, being on camera. I get to practice being an ambassador. All, and that's exactly what I want to do in my, in my job. So I've always seen it as if I'm willing to put in the time, the determination, the hard work now, it's only going to make me better for the next part of my life. And I, I think a lot of girls also have that um, when they go in to compete in pageants. Sometimes you're like, oh, I don't, you know, I'm just doing this for fun. And then you see the ultimate reward that can come from this. And it really changes your mentality and forces you to get serious about your life, but still doing it in a very enjoyable way. Wow. So it's just right. been a few yeah. months since you've been, you've become uh, Miss Florida USA. What has been the biggest life change in these few months? Is there something? You know, I will have to say, um, I think there's, there's definitely two things that have been very um, life altering. Of course, getting to compete at Miss USA is the first and, and that really just, it showed me how much I have grown as a woman and also how much I've accomplished and really learned how to be proud of that. It wasn't like I was, I was like, you know, this is something that not many people get to experience. So I really need to live in the moment. And that's been something that I personally struggle with. I've always been like, okay, what's my next goal? What am I doing to work towards that next goal? So I'm very goal driven and I've, Mm -hmm. I've struggled with, you know, let's enjoy this process because you're never going to be able to do that again. And so that's something I really focused on preparing for Miss Florida USA, preparing for Miss USA and while at Miss USA. And I'm so glad I did that because I've created friendships that I talk to some girls every single day. Um, And there's just so many things that I've taken away from that and learned about myself in the two weeks that I was at Miss USA that I'm like, okay, you know, I'm very proud of who I am now. And that helped me, you know, I was, I'm confident in myself and I was confident in myself before Miss USA, but it just like, it amplified it. And I was like, whoa, I didn't know I could become this person. Yeah, and that then parts of your life. Exactly. And then I think the most recent thing that was very, very life altering and, and very eye opening was I um, got to be the social media host for the Department of Defense Warrior Games that was actually hosted in Tampa. And wow. getting, yeah, it was if you have in any time in your life, if you ever have the opportunity to experience the Warrior Games, I say everyone needs to do it because you come out of it with a whole nother appreciation for your life. I mean, I saw veterans, active military members who didn't have arms, legs, who couldn't, who were legally blind, who were competing in adaptive sports. And wow. it was some of the most competitive sports that I've ever seen played. And I, I come from a sports family. I've been involved in sports my entire life, but it was just their appreciation for the game, their appreciation for the team and each other. And just having that opportunity to heal on another level through adaptive sports, it made me appreciate things that have happened in my life and, and have just, I, I learned so much from these athletes. And so getting, I've always been um, very active with military members. My grandfather um, was, a, was in the Navy and my uncle served in the Army. So it's, it's been in my life, but getting to be really surrounded by people who needed sports to heal, that just completely changed my life. Wow. Hmm. Wow. That, that's so, so such a... Um... Such a diverse background that you have as well. Yes. <laughs> and and um, 
And is most of your family in Maryland or are they here in Florida? So I think my family's all over the place now. Uh, I was born and raised in Maryland, and majority of my family at the time was in Virginia and West Virginia, actually. Um, and I have a brother who's 11 years older than I am. He now lives in New Jersey. Um, I have most of my mom's side of the family is in West Virginia, and then my dad's family is in North Carolina and Virginia as well. But my parents and I broke down in Florida now. I got them to move down here. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So it could be worse in the winter here. Exactly. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Right. And, 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 you know, it's funny because, um, you know, I, I officiate a lot of wedding ceremonies Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I'll meet with a couple and, you know, they'll have family, you know, they may not be from Florida themselves and they have family and, you know, Michigan or anywhere in the Northeast and they're getting married in the wintertime. They're like, well, you know, our, our, most of the people we're inviting are from the Northeast. So, you know, we don't think they're going to come down and travel for our wedding. And I'm like, you're getting <laughs> married in October, November, December. Yeah. Uh, yes, they will be coming down <laughs> to, to your wedding to enjoy, to enjoy the weather, you know? Absolutely. They will be. <laughs> Nicola, what's it like? Oh, sorry, Michael. Go ahead. I had a, I had a no, question. no, that's okay. Go ahead. It's something, well, I, when I was looking at your bio, it says you want to be a sportscaster, correct? Yes. That's what you want to do. And I see, you know, comp- obviously with the uh, pageant, there's a competition element. Mm-hmm. And sports is very competitive, obviously. But why, why do you think competition is so important? I think it really gives you an outlet to achieve your goals. And like I said earlier, I'm very goal oriented and and my goals really drive my life and why I do things. And so getting, especially in sports, you just have this outlet where you can, you know, show off your accomplishments with, you know, all the hours of practice. And it's similar with pageants because, you know, you're in the gym, getting your body and your, in your uh, mentality, right. And you're also getting interview sessions with different coaches. You're, you're putting in hours of walking and that's everything is coming together in that competitive element. And I also think that when you're in a competitive element, you are surrounded with like-minded people and that kind of, it pushes you to bring out the best version of yourself. And, you know, I always say sports has been, has been in my blood and that's, you know, what I want to do and, and always want to have that in my life and, and be a part of me. But pageants brought out a different type of competitiveness in myself. And it was like, I was more competitive with myself than I was against others. And so that made me really learn more about who I am and why I do things. Mm-hmm. And by learning that, I saw it help me excel in my schoolwork and in my personal life. And then, you know, the steps that I need to make it to my ultimate career goal. And so for me, I think competition is so important and everyone should experience some form of competition within their life. They just have to find the right form that helps them bring out the best version of themselves. Okay. Right. That's, that's an answer. Interesting. Interesting. What is it about um, sports casting that fascinates you so much? I I love getting to talk to people, and so if I can talk to people about sports, that's really where you can see me oh. light up. And yeah. also, my experience that I had with um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers really allowed me to see 
exactly what it takes to run a professional team and be professional athletes. And I admire everyone in that field because they sacrifice so many things to make sure that they're, you know, being the best athletes that they can be. And it really, you know, it it goes back to, it motivates you. And so I think if we can share those stories with others and and the fans and, and people who don't also really follow sports that much, you get to, you get really inspired by the sports industry and it, it, like it pushes you, I think. What do you, do you play sports yourself? Like what sports do you enjoy playing? I was very competitive in basketball. I don't play anymore. I haven't found, um, I haven't found anybody to play with here, but I love shooting around every now and again. But um, I did field hockey, lacrosse, softball, basketball, competitive cheerleading, um, volleyball for a little bit. I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm in the process of learning how to play golf. Uh, oh, so, yeah. yeah it's very... Volleyball. I mean, they're also varied. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, I just, I loved being in um, a social aspect where I could compete and be, and it, it was just so much fun. And, and my um, my brother, who's 11 years older than me, he played very competitive baseball and actually went to um, play in college at a Division One school. And so for me, my weekends when I were, was growing up was spent in a car driving to North Carolina, watching him for the weekend and then driving home and going to school Monday. And then during the week, I would have my sports. And then, of course, the next weekend, we'd be back in the car driving to Virginia to watch him play. So it's just, you know, I got so much experience at a young age that it, it forced me to want to be varied in all these sports. Well, your family must be so supportive of your career choice. And yeah, I'm sure so happy. And I'm sure yeah. they're to go with you uh, when you start covering games. I'm sure your brothers are going to be asking you to go with, it, with I you. I think so. I think my mom <laughs> might be more than anybody else. <laughs> oh, funny. Is, is she? Is she? Is she a big sports fan also? She is. It's hilarious if you watch her on, especially with football. She loves football more than anything. So when whenever it's Saturday or Sunday in in fall, you better be if you have things to do you need to be either outside of the house or you need to be in another room because you'll be hearing her screaming at the tv at either the rest or a play that went wrong so it's it's really fun to watch sports with her do you guys all root for the same team or is there conflict in the home we we have a little bit of conflict um so when i was growing up i looked up to my brother a lot and he was a yankees fan or he is a yankees fan um so all right my tendency went to root for the Yankees and then my dad growing up in the um, Maryland, Virginia area, he's an Orioles fan. So there were many, yes, there were many, many games where we've gone to where we're, my brother and I are wearing Yankee stuff. My dad and my mom are wearing Orioles stuff and um, it's not bitter. It's not bitter within the family, but we definitely have fun with it. And then my mom who was born and raised in West Virginia is a huge Nick Saban fan. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I'm a huge diehard Florida fan. And right. when, whenever whenever the SEC teams are playing, we have a little bit of uh, – I, I like to trash talk her a little bit. I tell her she can't – she's not allowed <laughs> to root for David when I'm around, so she secretly does it. <laughs> well, it sounds like the entire family loves competition. Yes, I would say so. It definitely um, – it was – I would say it was taught to me at a young age to be competitive. Right. 
And, and did you always know, like, you know, when you were younger, um, what were your dreams like? So it's actually a really funny story. In um, middle school, we had a TV station that anybody could really apply to. Um, they were only, I think, selecting two sixth graders my sixth grade year when I applied. And my mom was like, you need to get involved with something other than basketball. She was like, you need to have some sort of club that you're involved with. And I saw the, the flyer for our TV crew, and I was like, you know, this might be fun. I like to talk. I'm social. I, I think I'd be good on camera. And then I was like, you know, I don't know if I really want to do this. They, they made you submit a real, um, just a quick video of you pretending to be on air. And I was like, you know, I don't think, I don't think this is going to be me. So then my mom heard that, you know, I was interested in it. And she goes, no, no, like you really need to do this. And she really pushed me to actually sit down and record my um, stand-up, if you would call it now, and, and submit it. And without her, I would not have applied to TV crew. And while I was in TV crew, I actually ended up working my way to um, becoming head anchor. And through that experience that I got while in middle school, I knew by the time I was 11 years old that I wanted to go on and do some form of, of TV work. I knew that's the career I wanted. And around that time was really when I got serious about basketball. And so my dad and I were watching um, March Madness together, and I fell in love with Joe Kim Noah's afro he had. He, uh, and that was the, the year that I started watching basketball. It was the first year that Florida won the back-to-back national championships. And so for me, that's just sparked my love for Florida without ha- really having a real reason other than loving some guy's hair. <laughs> and so from then on, I constantly was rooting for Florida. And as I started to get older and really focus on what I wanted to do in the next stage of my life and, you know, what college I want to go to, I – admire Erin Andrews so much and so I found out she went to Florida and then Tim Tebow happened and you know the 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 craze around Tim Tebow occurred and was a huge Tim Tebow fan and so I was like okay I really need to go to Florida like this is the school that I've been dreaming of I constantly have these common allies that I you know admire and look up to that have all gone to the University of Florida and so then when I was applying to schools, I knew it was really hard for out-of-state students to get into Florida. So I was like, okay, that may be an issue. So I worked extremely hard my junior year to make sure I could get the test scores where I needed to have them for the University of Florida. And I did it. I was so proud of myself because for me, taking tests, that's where part of my anxiety comes in. And so when I found out my scores, I was like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Like this could actually be real now. I could really make my dreams come true. And I knew I wanted to go down south to a big football school. So I I fell in love with Alabama. And then it was time to come visit Florida. And I remember we flew into Jacksonville and drove down to Gainesville. And I don't know if you've ever made that drive, but it's very isolated. It's like on a two-lane highway. (laughs) Not at all with Florida. And so I, we're making this drive, and I'm like, wow, okay, this is not what I was expecting, but, you know, let's get to campus. We get to campus, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I, don't, I don't know if this is me. I don't know if I can see myself going here. Mm-hmm. So luckily the next day, the, the journal, journalism 
school does private tours with students that are interested in actually going into um, what majors that are in their school. I had a tour of the TV station that is run on campus. And when I walked in there, I told myself, okay, if I'm serious about becoming a sports reporter and wanting to do this industry, I need to go here because the experience that I'm going to get, I, I don't know if I could get anywhere else. And so now looking back, I'm so glad I made that decision because it, it's led me to where I am today. And and in in terms of, you know, sports reporting, mm-hmm. have you ever thought about doing any other type of reporting, like general news or anything along those lines? The only um, other reporting I think I would do is entertainment. I had a lot of experience in um news reporting, like local news reporting as well, because as part of your classes, you have to work as a news reporter for the station and for our our student-run TV shows. And while I enjoyed it, there was just a whole nother level of enjoyment with sports. Mm. And it's something where I always told myself, I don't want to feel like I hate work. I want to enjoy going to work. I want a different experience every time I go into work. And so with sports, you get that. You never know what the right. outcome of the game is going to be. You never know what news is going to break. You never know, you know, who's getting traded, who's getting drafted. So it's, it's very um, up in the air, and but it's still entertaining. And it's still, you're bringing together people through their love of a team, a player, or a sport. You mentioned okay. Aaron. Yeah. Texas. She's the only, like, main mainstream, I guess, face that I know that just uh, as a woman that does sports casting. Um, I'm sure there are others. I just don't follow that many sports. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, as a woman, have you so far in that field, have you encountered any like, you know, misogyny and, and uh, you know, the pitfalls that women face sometimes in the workplace? I think the only thing I've really um, gotten was someone thinking that I wasn't going to be a good anger because of the color of my hair. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's something that, of course, you know, unfortunately we have to face every day, but the, yeah. those right. times when I hear them, it really drives me to do more and, and, and it betters myself because I, I'm always like, I want to prove you wrong because you're looking at me and you're making a judgment, but yet right. you don't know who I am. You don't know my abilities yet. So I'm going to prove you so wrong. You just need to wait and see. Yeah, and and you know um, that that's an interesting point because and and Vanessa, your quest your question and comment as well. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Megan Alexander. Mm-hmm. So Megan Alexander is a national correspondent for Inside Edition, who is also a sports reporter, mm-hmm. and uh, and does a lot with CBS Sports as well as Inside Edition. So she does that entertainment piece. She does, and, and as I'm hearing you talk, I'm like, this is a younger version of Megan Alexander. <laughs> and, and she wrote a phenomenal book, Faith in the Spotlight, Thriving in Your Career While Staying True to Your Beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll email you her website and her info. I, I yeah, really think that that there's there's a lot of um a lot of similarity in your backgrounds mm-hmm. um she she actually um will be coming on the show 
uh, we've been kind of back and forth for a while trying to to finalize dates and things. But uh, I, I have a signed copy of her book. It's a great book, and um, and now she's pregnant. So oh, that's awesome. That's probably gonna that's probably gonna delay her coming on. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but that's okay. That's okay. But but she has an amazing career. Um, so I, I really I really see some some parallel there between between you and her. And and I think it you know in terms of media professionals, particularly uh, women reporting on sports, you know I think that there's probably more competition. It's probably more competitive for women to get in the uh, in the sports reporting side of things. And and I'm not basing that statement on any facts that I have in front of me. It's just I'd like to think that it's an educated guess, but I would think that there's a lot more opportunities for, you know, mainstream news reporting versus sports and entertainment. I and think, I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong, but I think, I think in so. general the industry is very hard to get into, but you know, of course, sports is a niche, so it's it's even harder because there are less opportunities. But the great yes. thing now about social media and the way that technology has taken off is there are so many outlets where you can blog, you can podcast, you you can have your YouTube channel. There's just so many outlets for you yeah. to actually do some form of broadcasting, whether you think you are or not, but you just have so right. many opportunities to better yourself and, and allow you to stand out from other people. Absolutely. And, 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 and go ahead. And, and I think that really the biggest thing about the industry in general, and even really the workforce in today's society is all about networking and who, you know, and the, one of the things that I found with women in sports, um, and it's just from the experience that I've had with college and um, a little bit recently, is the women within the sports industry stick together, and they're very willing to help each other out, help out the young, the you know, the next up and coming. Um, I don't want to say generation, but the next up and coming group of women making their way into the sports industry. There's a camaraderie hmm. amongst yes. women, I'm sure. There's not, there's not as even, many. Even the men that I've worked with as well, I mean, I feel this, I mean, I, I feel, I've never felt that anybody looked down on me because I was a woman. I've always felt like everyone has seen me as an equal and they're judging me based off of the work that I'm producing and my professionalism. Right. Right. Absolutely. And, and, but but I think there there is, you know, there is that small percentage out there that, you know, uh, will comment or critique, you know, female reporters. Oh, absolutely. And, and they'll make, you know, they'll make comments like, oh, you know, she got that job because she's beautiful, not because she's qualified. And yeah. And I think we have seen time and time again you know, um, where people were very well qualified. Right. I mean, you yourself are a lot more qualified in sports than I am. <laughs> and, and you could probably, you know, have a show right now and talk. I, I'm not a sports fan, so I wouldn't even be able to have a discussion with you about sports. 
you know, you know uh, but go ahead. I think that's the the crazy thing about sports is that you don't have to play it to enjoy it. Even if you don't know what's going right. on, there are people around, even if, especially if you sit in an actual game, there are people around you, strangers who will help you understand the game. Mm-hmm. They're willing to, right. because there's so much passion there that they're willing to um, really help you learn and understand the rules of the game. And, and, you know, going back to what you were saying about, you know, people are going to comment about female broadcasters. I think that's more seen on social media by fans than anything. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's really with anything when you're in a public persona or have, you know, some type of um, public job, you are going to be criticized on social media, no matter what you do. And that's something where you Absolutely. have to learn within yourself where, you know, you can't let somebody on social media affect your, the way you're doing your job because they have an opinion. Right. That's Absolutely. Confidence, and, I think is very, is key. Yeah. You get through all this process that you've gone through. It helps in dealing with those kind of comments and, it absolutely does because even even from Miss USA, you know, we there are comments that we've all all the contestants have had said about them, and you're like, okay, you know, that, you know, it's not nice to read. It's that you don't want to read that, but at the same time, you're like, you know, I know who I am. That's an opinion. You're entitled to your opinion, but this is how I feel about it, and this is how I'm not going to let something that you say affect, you know, where my life is going next. Mm-hmm. And right. I honestly don't right. think. Had I not compete, not I think I know this. Had I not competed in pageants, I would not be able to handle that level of criticism. If I were you know going into a public job, right? Yeah. Absolutely. You definitely need a thick skin in those in the yeah. industry you're going into. Absolutely. Yeah, and and you, and and you know with social media, there are people that you know have made horrible comments to actors, actresses, reporters, elected officials. And, you know, Instagram right now uh, is doing a beta test in Europe in certain countries Mm -hmm. where they're removing the number of likes on a photo. Yes. And I know some people will post photos either on Instagram, Facebook, um, or, you know, some other platform. And, you're not even able to comment or even like the photo. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I almost think that that's a much better way to do it where, um, you know, people can't hit a like button and they can't comment. They can just see the photo. And it's almost like, you know, you, you, you cut out a bunch of things that way. Um, just, you know, I'm getting off on a little tangent, but that's what came to mind as we're talking about, you know, the negativity, obviously, right. that 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 you have to deal with. And it's, you know, it's not you. It's just it's it's a bunch of people. Right. I mean, oh, yeah. um, we had I, I don't remember if it was was it Gretchen Carlson that someone had made some really nasty comments about. Of course, she's a former beauty queen as well. Right. Um and um, there was someone else, and I, I can't remember now, but I know there have been instances where public, you know, public people um, have expressed being hurt by comments. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they've kind of 
come out publicly about it. And, uh, and I don't know that that really helps the situation either, but um, I, I agree, you know, you have to have thick skin and, you know, just the other day, um, someone posted something on Twitter. Uh, it was, it was actually a, a news reporter that had posted a question, you know, I was one of the responses and I said, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with pre, pre, uh, pre-employment drug screening of school teachers, you know, up in Richmond, Virginia, I believe it was. And, um, somebody made a really, you know, nasty comment, uh, in response to me, like, you know, because I'm a reverend, they said, you know, and clearly this person was an atheist and, um, and they said, you know, um, you know, you're you're someone who believes that you know this man came down, and but you know, I just went on and on and said, you know, clearly you're an idiot. He said to me, and I just, you know, I had to take a step back because it did bother me, mm-hmm. and and I I just said to him, you know, you know, you call me an idiot, but yet you're concerned about my opinion. I'm really touched. Thank you. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that, I think the really important thing that you mentioned is that you were still hurt. And it's not like, you know, you read these and you're like, okay, you know, whatever. It's whatever. But right. it does it does affect you. And I think by these public figures coming out and saying, like, you know, these comments are actually affecting me, I think it adds to a human touch with everyone. Because like social media, it's so easy to forget that there is a real human behind the screen reading that. Yes. And so yes. I think, yes. you know, by adding that human touch, of course, it's not going to fully get rid of it. But I think it's starting to make people aware where they're like, okay, my actions really, or my words really do have an effect on somebody, even someone who has a million followers. Like, they're still seeing that. Yeah, I think it right. helps to remember right. that you know, these per- this person, like the person who said the idiot comment, doesn't know you. He's never right. met you. He doesn't know anything right. about right. you. So to remember that, that helps with the just moving on because they don't know you. It's, it's not right. personal. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Still bothers me. Social media is a weird place. <laughs> yeah, we're humans. So that's normal that it's going to bother you. But keep that in mind next time. Because I'm sure with you or right. with internet, you're going to encounter haters, and they don't, know you. they don't know you as a person. You know, it should matter what the people around you who love you or with you matter. That's right. that's what should matter. What they think, you know. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have Absolutely. any time for downtime, Nicolette? Do you? It seems like you're so busy with everything. Do you ever just go to the beach or, you know, take I, a day off? Yes. Absolutely. So I actually just got back from a personal vacation where I this is the first time I think on a personal vacation, I did not take my laptop with me. I just took a book and I had a lot of free time there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like I really I should have brought my laptop, even though I was like, I need to like totally disconnect from people. I didn't post on social media. I think I posted one time on my story. And I was like, this is so weird because for me, it's like I'm right now I'm in um, a summer semester of school. I'm taking three classes. And so it's not like, wow. Yeah. Like I I have a lot going on where I really should have brought my computer, but it was something that I, I internally knew I needed, but my brain was like, no, you don't need this. And I'm so glad I didn't take my computer because I was able to totally just kind of reset 
my mind, reset everything so that when I came back, like I'm, I've been, I've been back for, I think 36 hours, but I've been so productive in the time that I've been back. I was like, okay, that was exactly (laughs) what I needed. But yes, I do take a lot of, I do have some downtime and I'm really lucky when I go to um, appearances or different events, my, I have at least one of my parents comes with me. So if it's a longer drive, I will have them drive me there so that I can focus on getting prepared for that event and just relaxing before um, I have to go in to whatever appearance is coming for me. You mentioned oh, a book. Great. What are you reading now? So I, I actually just finished. It's called Quarterbacks. Um, it's about some of the um, more popular more popular and less known quarterbacks in the NFL. And it talks about their um, stories of having to overcome different things and how, yes, every quarterback has to go through an injury or getting benched or getting traded, but the ones who are the best quarterbacks are the ones who are able to come back from that. And so I, yeah, it's really, it was a random book. Go ahead. Yeah. It looks like it was, it's going to be on football, though. That yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I definitely – football, I think, is definitely um, – football and baseball are definitely my favorite sports, even though I did play basketball. Um, but, yeah, it was just something that I randomly got for Christmas and um, have kind of been, like, on and off reading it. But I finally had the chance to – really focus on on a book to to pass my time and it is something that I'm so glad I read because it, I felt like it was exactly what I needed in this point in time in my life good wow. yeah, it's, important to unwind. it's important to re- deconnect and like reset reset yes yeah and and what would you say Nicolette has been a challenge that you have overcome in your life so for me, I actually, a lot of people don't know this about me because um, I've been on the more private side about it, but have become more comfortable talking about it now. I suffer from social anxiety um, mm-hmm. to the point mm-hmm. where when I was in middle school, I would call my mom, I would go into the bathroom at lunch every day and call my mom and say, I need you to come pick me up. I can't handle this anymore. So there were times in my life where I completely shut down totally pulled back and was not the young girl that I should have been and that I like if you met me before I started suffering from it you would have never thought that I would become an introvert and not be able to talk to people mm-hmm. and a lot of people think it's really interesting because they're like okay you say that but yet you're Miss Florida USA you're <laughs> going into a, a career where you're going to be on camera and talking to people like that doesn't make sense and I, I totally agree with them. Like, it doesn't make sense. But I have been able to overcome it. And it took me um, having to completely go to college by myself, not know anybody at all, and almost like rebranding myself. I told myself I wasn't going to let um, other people affect the way I'm going to live my life anymore. And it was a complete mindset change. Mm. And competing in pageants also allowed me to overcome it as well. I there were times where I would have moments where I just like freak out and couldn't think, couldn't do anything. But having the goal of winning Miss Florida USA to go on to compete at Miss USA 
it kept me moving forward every single day. So when I was having those bad moments, I had something else to focus on and it really helped me overcome that. And then I also developed my own way of, if I'm in a situation where I can't retreat and, and get that reset that I need, I've developed ways for myself to overcome that anxiety in that moment. To cope. I can totally relate to you, Nicola, because I went through the same thing in, in school, in grade school and in high school. Mm-hmm. I would get nauseous when school would, uh, school year would start because I have to meet new people. And I just, it was really it's bad anxiety that went into adulthood. But then um, going into journalism, having to meet new people all the time and interview people, right. it was kind of like the practice makes perfect. Like it got me over that social anxiety. I still have anxiety. And I don't yes. know if you do as well, but I still, but like you said, there's coping mechanisms, meditation, yes. deep breaths, um, resetting, very important to reset, but it, and it, it, it helps that what the field that you're in, the field that, that we're in, you know, meeting new people all the time, it helps right over that. And a lot of people don't realize how it, how much it affects. I think it starts at 11 years old and it takes people almost 10 years to actually get help. And for me, it was just like, I I don't, I never wanted to ask for help. I didn't want to bother others. I didn't want to talk about what I was going through. And it it took almost the maturity in myself to think, okay, no, like I'm going to be better if I ask for help. If I talk to people about what's going on in my life, that's caused me to be, to be, to have social anxiety. And so it was really, I had to almost swallow my pride and say, you know, you're going to become stronger by talking about this and accepting that you do have social anxiety right. and it's, it's okay. That's the thing. The stigma has to go away. And yes. You're going to have such a platform. You're already on your way to be, and I'm sure you're going to be the sportscaster like Aaron Andrews at that level. And you're going to have such a platform to help other kids, girls, whoever, who, who, are, who are doing for the same thing, who don't want to talk about it. Right. But they're going to be, be like, oh, yeah, I can get through it too. It, it really took me winning Miss Florida USA to talk about it with the public and share it. I, right. I posted something on social media saying, you know, I used two different photos, one of me when I was, I think, 12 years old, and then one of me now. And while I have a smile in both photos, there was so much more joy in the older photo than in the younger photo. And I shared what I was going through at that age and how, you know, the, the journey that you take in life, it makes you who you are today. But even though I struggled in the younger years, I'm really glad I went through that struggle because I am who I am today. And I, in doing that and opening up on social media, I didn't, I I really didn't think it would do anything. I don't think, I didn't think it would um, reach that many people. And I actually had some, a young woman, her grandmother brought her to my going away party and talked to me purely because of that social media post. And her grandmother said, you know, my, my granddaughter is going through this time where we didn't really recognize her. She's struggling in school. And that for me was like, you came to me to see how I've overcome the things that I've gone through in my, in my life. And so I hope to, I hope that your granddaughter learns that no matter what she's going through in this current moment, things do get better. But also by me, just very smallly opening up on social media, 
reached somebody I did not know at all and had no connection to. And that really wow. that blew my mind. And I was like, wow, that was something that I never expected to ever happen. But looking back, I'm like, I'm so glad I had the courage to share that post on social media. Because I'll tell you, you can ask my mom. I was talking to her as I was writing everything out and, and getting ready hit to some, you know, post it online. I was shaking because I was just like, I've never been this vulnerable on a permanent level because, you know, as everyone says, when she posted to social media, it's there forever. Yeah. Right. And it was just, it was a very scary moment for me. So knowing Mm -hmm. that it affected someone to the point where they brought their granddaughter to come talk to me and meet me, that was Mm -hmm. like, whatever fears and concerns I had that day, that's totally in the past and and gone because of what happened today. Yeah. I think it can be very clean. And then you realize how much you can help people by Mm -hmm. opening up and it kind of frees you in a way as well. You know, it's, it's, it helps the healing part of uh, anxiety. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you so much for, for sharing that with us and, and for also sharing it on social media because, you know, yeah. you heard back from, from someone that you helped, but I'm sure that there were a lot more people that were oh, helped were, yeah. by that I post. I received so many messages on, um, on Instagram. It was just that, you know, having somebody actually take action and come to see you in person, that was something that I feel like is very rare. And so yeah. that one definitely touched me the most from that experience. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's amazing. And what, um, what's your, what are your future plans looking like? I mean, we know some of them. Right. Yeah. What's so the rest? Will, what, what's on the personal side? Um, on my personal side? I don't know. Person, my personal life kind of just going with the flow right now. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, I, I, um, I'm trying to think. I got a new puppy, so I'm raising him right now. Um, oh, wonderful. What type of dog? He's a mini Australian Labradoodle. He is a, a fluff, or he was a fluff ball. He just got groomed on Thursday and, and doesn't look recognizable anymore. Are those hypoallergenic dogs? I'm sorry? They're, hypo, they're, they're hypoallergenic, right? Yes, the they are. They're so yes. cute. They are. He has, he's so funny because he's so smart and has a great personality, but he also has a very stubborn side to him. So whenever he has his little stubborn moments, I can't help but laugh because I'm like, you're, you know, a 15 week old dog. Why are you having these stubborn moments already? <laughs> right. But um, I will graduate with my master's next August. So I'm very excited for that. And then I've had um, a couple job interviews. So hopefully things um, happen with that. And uh, I guess the rest is only going to go up from here. <laughs> yeah. Good luck That's with everything. That's wonderful. The, yeah, thank the- you. Do, do, you um, do you see yourself staying in Florida or you're open to going wherever? I am really open to going wherever. And I think you have to be that way with the sports industry. Um, you never know where – a job is going to take you. And that's one of the things that I actually love about it. I love traveling. I love picking up and going to a new place. So um, for me, it's, you know, wherever I can find the best job for me, but um, there's some of the jobs I will say are in Florida. So it would be very nice to stay 
in the in the state and um get to see my family every now and again a little bit easier than I would if I were out of state but absolutely you never know. <laughs> and do you do, do, right do, do you see yourself uh continuing to compete in in pageants I think that's the million dollar question that a lot of people want to know right now <laughs> Um, right now I will say, you know, I don't, I can't answer that honestly because I don't know. Um, okay. I told myself, I think after my first year competing at Florida, or I told myself after I could, the last year I was eligible for Teen USA, I was like, I need a break from pageants. Like I'm, I need to focus on school and, and, and I don't want to be competing while I'm in college, but of course, you know three months, or I think it was like six months later, I'm competing at Miss Florida USA. So you always say like, now you're done. I'm taking a break, but you never know what's going to happen. Right. Right. Absolutely. And uh, I, I know we're winding down. Um, do you want to mention any of the charities that, that you work with? Any, yeah, anything absolutely. upcoming? Um, let's see. Upcoming. I'm trying to think what's on my schedule. I know I have gotten really involved with um, Best Buddies uh, since winning Miss Florida mm-hmm. USA, and that has been something that I've enjoyed so much. And, and I know once my reign is over, I'm still going to continue volunteering with them. Um, I've done a lot of things with um, veteran organizations just because it's been um, so near and dear to my heart and making sure that we're taking care of our active military members' families as well as our veterans. Um, I've done I've done some things with the Tampa Bay Crisis Center uh, recently, and I'm trying to think what else. Is that is that a uh, for mental health crisis? It's it's for any crisis. So you can actually okay. um, call into their call center, and if you're having um, you know, issues with money, if you're having mental health issues, like you can get any type of resources that you need so that if you're in that crisis situation, you have someone to go to and help you. And it was something that I didn't know that was in the area. And I think it's amazing that the resources are there for literally every single person to use, what, no matter what situation you're going through in the moment. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes. That's wonderful. Okay. And um, I know that you also do uh, – uh, you're, you're part of Junior Achievement. Yes. And that's a great organization. Can you, can you just let the listeners know, you know, uh, just a brief summary about Junior Achievement? Yes. Yeah, so Junior Achievement, um, the part that I worked on was about teaching elementary – I was – at the elementary school kids, um, financial literacy, and they break it down in a way where it's fun and it's, it's mainly taught through games. And, um, we always brought in food just because kids love food and it was so easy to teach with food, but they really focus on helping our um, younger generations learn and really solidify their financial literacy so that when it comes time to pay off credit card bills, write a check, they know exactly what they need to do. And I think it's so cool that they get volunteers from the community who have different career paths Mm -hmm. and that they can help. They really can bring a different side to teaching these children. And I also did one with um, high schoolers where I helped them with interview prep for their jobs. And that was fun for me because Mm. I, of course, love interview 
from pageants and have had a lot of training with it. So getting to really help help others learn with that passion, it was really fun for me. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Um, any uh, any message that you would like to impart on, particularly any any young ladies listening to the show? Uh, some words of wisdom. Yeah. So I, the quote that I have lived my life by for a very long time now is, "Don't let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game." I know it's very sports minded, but don't you can't <laughs> you can't let fear drive your life because it's gonna if you do you're gonna not go for things you're not going to try for things and you never know where those things have you tried and and achieved at them where they could have taken you and so I think it's really important to learn how to um, not get rid of the fear but kind of not listen to it as much because once you do that you're going to look back on life and say wow I'm a totally different person and I'm a better person because I'm not constantly listening to that fear Instead of right, what if, right. instead of thinking what if, what what if I had right. done X and X and you don't want to live life with regrets. We're not here long no, enough for that. <laughs> exactly. That's worst, right. If you try and you you fail, you just try again. But you, you don't want to live again, and you it. learn from the failure. You learn from those failures, so don't make them again. Exactly. Right. Right. But I, I you know I, I I love your energy, and uh, and and your outlook. It's really, it's really inspirational and motivating. Thank you. Um, you know, and and uh, and and your, you know, your challenge with with social anxiety. You know, I think uh, I think you've you've channeled that into into this positive outlook and positive energy that really, really comes out. And and I'm so grateful that. Uh, that you've come on today and, and, you know, our listeners have had an opportunity to, to really, you know, to get that message from you and, and to really, to really feel it. Well, I appreciate you letting me uh, talk for so long, <laughs> but no, I really appreciate it. And, you know, it's just something that you, you go through life, but you come out stronger because of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Vanessa, anything uh, anything you want to say to uh, to Nicolette? No, it was a pleasure speaking to you. I learned a lot during this time. See, the anxiety thing too is another thing I never talk about really, but that's something yeah. that is important. That, and I'm glad you're letting people know people uh, who follow you. You know. Yeah, I actually just had a, an article published about me going through. Um, anxiety and overcoming it and how a lot of people in the creative community do suffer from anxiety and nobody's really talking yeah. about it. So yeah. it's definitely something that I feel where we're moving in the right path, but we're just not there yet. I believe I read in the paper just a couple of days ago that in, I think in sixth grade here in Florida, they're going to start uh, including mental health classes for kids. Yes. Yeah. 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 They are, yeah. I, I'm happy. Yeah, and, I'm happy they are doing something in schools because I truly believe that mine stem from situations that occurred in school and probably could have been put at ease had people stepped in and people had the right education. So, and especially today that the kids now we didn't. Well, maybe you did, but I'm a little older. When I didn't <laughs> have social media when I was in school. Yes. 
what the kids have to go through now and deal with now, I mean, there's no wonder oh, why it's terrible. It's more of an it issue. It is really bad. It's really yeah. bad. Right. And I don't think people, under, people don't always realize that, you know, you're getting that in school and then you come home and, and it's constantly on social media and that's what you're looking at. And your brain is developing. So you're, you're not at the maturity point where you can say, okay, you know, this is people's opinion. Like I can, I can turn it off and not listen to them. It's, you're enthralled with social media and it's, the only thing no, that you're the, seeing. The brain fully develops right. at 25, I believe. At 25 yeah. years of age is when the brain fully develops. So there's so much that can go wrong, and there's been so many uh, crime and suicides among kids. So it's important yeah. that they're bringing these things in. And thanks to people like you for using their platform, uh, it'll have less of a stigma, and people will be more open to talk about it, which really helps. That's the goal. Yeah. said. And good luck in everything. Thank you. Yeah, and and I remember just as we close, uh, Vanessa, I remember you and I talking about your anxiety. And, yeah. you know, Nicolette, uh, Vanessa, um, for years, journalist and stepped out of the mainstream to, you know, to live the, the married life with children and, and raise her kids. And now 10 years later, um, has is making her way transitioning back into the mainstream. You can uh, go to her Instagram, single mom starting over, because she she has publicly shared that you know she's gone through a divorce and and is uh, kind of coming back in on the scene. So mm-hmm. um, it's never too late to start so, over. That's my that's my whole thing. Like it's never yeah. it doesn't matter what age or what you're doing in your life, whether it's uh, starting to find a new work or work that actually fulfills you instead of you know, the job you're in or a different person, maybe the person you're with, that relationship ran its course, you can still find love. You can still move on and make your life what you want it to be. That's right. I feel strongly yep. about that. That's a great yeah. message. Yeah. It really is. It really is. Thanks, guys. Well, Nicolette, I want, I want to thank you so much uh, for being our special guest today. Absolutely. And, uh, and Vanessa, thank you for being the guest co-host. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Michael. Um, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, you're both welcome back anytime. Anytime thank you, you want to come back. <laughs> Thanks, and Michael. Nicolette, I, I I know we're going to be watching you on ESPN one day, I or, appreciate or on that. one of the other other one of the other networks, and and you're going to remember the Michael Calderon show. <laughs> absolutely, I will. And and we'll be rooting for you. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate um, that a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. And Good luck on your journey. Right. Thank bring. you. Thank you. Thank you both again. Well, that's that's going to be a wrap. We thank you so much uh, for tuning in to the Michael Calderon Show. Uh, if you have an idea for a show or you have a question, you can always send us a message through the show page. And uh, and we'll try to we'll try to respond. And if you have an idea for a show, or there's a particular guest you'd like to see come on, send us a message. Um, if you if you want to listen to a previous show, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Michael Calderon Show. And if you tuned in and the show was already in progress, you will be able to listen to this show again by going to the show page and listening to the audio. So we thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Stay tuned for announcements of our next show. 
um, I'm just finalizing a date with our with our special guest that's going to be coming on. Um, so thank you once again for tuning in. God bless you. God bless America. And we will be talking soon.